0: and visit Bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.
1: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator.
2: You're listening to the Vox
3: Media Podcast Network. Yeah! Mmm! Mixed martial arts. Mixed Mike. martial arts. Jose. UFC 272 AK. preview show starts yeah! now! <laughs> I'm fired up.
2: I am officially amped, everybody, because... One of the UFC's most heated rivalries, as you can see the two men facing off right there on the thumbnail. It will come to a head tomorrow night. You heard it all by now. The full story, teammates, best friends, corners, right-hand man, roommates. Then things turned the opposite direction. Things went south. The friendship began to deteriorate, morphed into pure hatred. And now, a long time in the making, Colby Covington and Jorge Mazadal will settle it. Inside the hallowed octagon as we welcome everybody to the UFC 272 live preview show here on MAFighting.com. I am Mike Heck. I got a crew with me this week. Let's bring everybody up. Let's bring the whole screen up, the whole foursome. We got Jose Young's in Las Vegas for a little while before his fight week continues on. He's got some cool stuff upcoming. We have AK Lee dancing away, fist pumping like he's just one of the Knight of the Roxbury Brothers. He's the Prince of Positivity. We have the BTL champion, Jed Mishu, with us as well. Let's get right into this thing. AK, stop dancing. Jose, let us begin with you. We've seen grudge matches and rivalries and former teammate battles for years. It's been a, a staple in combat sports and you were probably on site for a lot of these over the, over the last five or six years or so but here we are a night away from Covington versus Mazdal you've gotten a different perspective than all of us we've had to watch the streams of these events you've been in the building to watch them live where does this one rank for you in terms of heat hostility etc is this top three is it higher than that
4: I think it's top five for sure. Uh, off the top of my head, like Jones, DC is obviously a big one. Chocolate LT, Ortiz was a really big one. Uh, I know Brock Lesnar, Frank, Mayer, like like Frank Mayer lost his commentary job because he said he wanted to kill Brock Lesnar. Then Brock Lesnar got in his face after he won. So like, those are just all off the top of my head. I'm sure there's more, but this is right up there. I mean, it's got it's I don't understand the the people that say this is a work or this is a this is fake or they planned this because I really I just don't understand where that's coming from. Like maybe that's what people want and they're telling themselves, but this is legit. You don't compare a Cuban man to Fidel Castro as a joke. You just don't. You don't compare anyone. Like like you saw Jorge Masdal's response. You've seen Colby Covington's response. So this isn't a joke, this is for real. Uh, I would say top five, uh, considering there's not even a title on the line and this is headlining a pay-per-view. Uh, Outside of the rivalry, these are also two of like probably the five, six best welterweights in the world. So it's just a high level martial arts competition all around. So even if this wasn't this heated rivalry, a uh, grudge match, I would want this over five rounds. And I just love this fight as a fight. The sprinkle is these two just hate each other's guts. I think one of them hates the other one a little bit more, but I, this is about as real as it gets for me.
2: Okay. So AK, you're sort of on the opposite end because you spoke about this on the way in show. You believe, and I believe the, the, the quote used was, these guys have worked themselves into a shoot, brother. And whether you believe that this rivalry is, is legit, or any of us believe it, or anybody else, fans, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's do they believe it? it? Do the fans believe it? And when there is meat on the bone like this, AK, the UFC is about as good as anybody at promoting such a thing. They put it out there. They put it everywhere, and they make sure you know that these guys hate each other. So, in your eyes, even though you think that it's kind of a work here, where does this grudge match, the promotion of it, the anticipation of it, rank in your eyes compared to some of these other ones in the past?
5: Oh, it's it's right near the top. And, and look, I think I think uh, my comments over this being a work may have been construed as like a criticism of the feud. No, that's a good. That's like a bonus. Like I like being. People know I come from the world of, like, I'm a fan of pro wrestling. I like being fooled. I like when people put in the effort and commit. So there's certainly, some, obviously, some reality to it. Like, this is not pro wrestling. These guys are not, you know, professional, uh, you know, they're not WWE superstars or AW wrestlers. They, 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 these are real human beings. They, there's definitely uh, animosity there. Um, again, I do think it will be resolved by a fight. I do think uh, maybe maybe uh, not this one. Maybe there will be a rematch at some point. But I do think at the end, well, these guys are going to have made each other a lot of money. And that will that will heal all wounds. So but yeah, but even if it is, you know, people are like me and leaning more towards the side where it's uh, kind of a uh, at least some of the beef is manufactured. That's a feature for me, not a bug. I, 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 I'm i not complaining about that. So I love this rivalry. I, I've been saying for a long time, and this wasn't the original plan, but that if this fight was ever made, it should have you could headline a pay-per-view uh, with it without there being any title fights on it. I, I always felt that way. Uh, the, like I think, just the narrative behind it is so strong. The video packages, all the video they have of God, their past. This guy's my best friend, and 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 showing them uh, being with each other in so many big moments in the UFC. That, like that's real. That that <laughs> that is not. There's unless they're playing the longest game ever. Uh, there's no way to manufacture, it. and that, and that's the beauty of it. That's the sort of thing the UFC can't manufacture it. Masvidal and uh, Covington can't manufacture it. Nobody can. That that part is so 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 real, and I, and I think so compelling. And uh, as Jose said, it's just a it's just a really good fight. Covington would be probably the one the welterweight champion if Kamar Usman didn't exist, and Masvidal is still riding this wave of this incredible story that we never thought. Uh, would be for him we never thought he'd be the super famous fighter so i mean i I don't see how anyone can complain about this uh being a peer review headliner it's 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 pretty fantastic stuff
2: Jed, many will look at habib connor that whole thing these two guys i I mean that was a wild build it was chaotic maybe the craziest and most memorable and at times most uncomfortable build to a fight in UFC history. The tension, I mean, you could cut it with a knife. That entire fight day, whether you're in, in that arena, in that city, or thousands of miles away, everyone sort of felt the same about it. It was just this weird, intense feeling, but At the same time, in terms of the actual fight, very few people outside of maybe Conor McGregor's camp or outside of his team or Ireland thought Conor had any chance to beat Habib in that fight. The fight happened, Habib runs him over. It was to be expected. This one, a little more interesting. Sure, Covington's a big favorite, but Mazadal does have paths to victory, and it doesn't seem completely inconceivable for Gamebred to win this fight like it may have been for McGregor. So with that said, how do you like this build, this rivalry, where does it compare... In the in the history books for, quote unquote, grudge matches.
6: Well, you know it's it's hard because we had such a true and honest grudge match to kick off the year between Francis and Ganu and Cyril Gan. Those guys just couldn't stand each other. So I mean, look, this is a good one. Um, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's not fake, but it is manufactured. Um, and what I mean by that is they didn't have to hate each other they, like Habib and Connor is a really good example because those two dudes were going to hate each other. There was no world in which they were not going to hate each other. Um, and it just so happened that this was the nexus upon which they crossed. And, like, they're just anathema to each other as individuals, basically. And so they were always going to hate each other, especially when the object in conflict is something that they both want. Covington and Mastodal, as far as I can tell, uh, it didn't start out, that they, I mean, they obviously didn't hate each other as they were friends, but like the entire feud feels like it was fabricated at the start. It has now evolved into something extremely real. But kind of my read on it is just Covington thought that he is better than all based on gym sessions. Mosfadol was becoming this star. And so he tried to grab a little bit of that shine. And then, like, he didn't actually feel hurt or upset or really have big thoughts on Masvidal other than I'm probably better than him. Uh, And then Masvidal got mad, and then it just spiraled out from there. And like Jose said, I mean, at this point, it's obviously extremely real because whether Colby cares or not, I still am not certain that he will have any actual hard feelings towards Masvidal, whatever comes on Saturday night. Uh, You can't call – Jorge Masvidal Fidel Castro and him not be super upset about it and so I think that this is extremely real at least one-sided I think the other side maybe it's like I, I doubt that Colby Covington actually cares uh, if we're being honest but he's playing his role and so in that end it is a little bit manufactured it's a little bit fabricated but Jorge Masvidal obviously cares a whole lot and when one dude hates you if you like you can't there's no way for that to make common ground right like masvidal is not going to forgive covington unless covington apologizes and even then probably not and covington isn't going to do that so it's a real feud there's real heat um i think it is a little bit one-way traffic and maybe that's what we're feeling as opposed to the Connor habib thing where both dudes hated each other's guts
2: jose you mentioned high level martial arts competition you said you're into this thing i don't blame you i don't know if if you're gonna be at the level, you'll probably be next month when Volkanovsky and Korean zombie get ready to do the damn thing. But I think this mm-hmm. one's probably right up there. So I'm curious, mm-hmm. what is your glaring question from a martial arts standpoint that you have heading into this fight tomorrow night? Like, what's that one question that you have that you just cannot wait to be answered outside of this whoever's outside of who wins the actual fight?
4: I wanna see if Cole
6: every time
2: it's unbelievable unbelievable jen i'll go to you what do you think what's the glaring question i'm huge Uh, look how big i am
6: the glaring question for me is what colby covington do we see is colby covington still what he used to be because over his last two fights against woodley and against usman um and against usman the other time so i guess his last three fights he fought way different than his entire rise. And I think there are only two real answers for why that could happen. His come up was defined by his pace, pressure and wrestling. He would just be on top of you. He'd shoot a lot. He was doing that thing and wearing people out as Bisping calls it very stupidly, in my opinion, weaponizing cardio. Um, But he did not do that a lot. He just tried to play like a much more confident striking game uh, in those last three fights. And I think that there's a clear explanation that Woodley and Usman are amongst the best defenders of takedowns in the history of the sport. So trying to enforce a wrestling heavy game plan is a way to ruin his cardio advantage and and kind of give them more opportunities. I think that's a credible thing. There's also a lot to argue that he's 34, 35. uh, That style puts him in. Wears out much more quickly, and so he had perhaps been adapting himself to compete in a different way, uh, for you know just because of mileage, because you can't do that all the time in the gym and in fights and and not feel it. So that's what I want to see. Because if he comes out and is old Colby Covington, he is going to run through Jorge Masvidal like it's not going to be close. If he's the Covington who fought Rafael dos Anjos. Or any of those dudes on that come up. But if he comes out as the Covington who fought Usman the first time or Woodley or even then the first couple of rounds against Usman last time, Mosfidal has a really good chance to pull off the upset and things get a lot more interesting. So that's that's the big thing I'm I'm wondering, and we'll we'll see.
2: Jose, are you back?
4: I hope so. You are. For whatever reason, this only happens on preview shows.
2: <laughs> so what's what's your glaring question here?
4: Uh, pretty much, if Colby Covington can actually drown Hori Masvidal, like he said, um I think Colby, I think Hori Masvidal has a lot of weapons that I think Colby Covington has shown been susceptible to. If you watch those Kamara Usman fights, Kamara Usman was giving Colby a lot of problems with like attacks to the body, and Hori Masvidal has an absolutely wicked kick to the body. And if he folds Colby, then hits him with like, you know, that kind of running hook that's going to be a bad time for Colby Covington. But Colby Covington is obviously, he calls himself the cardio king. You can drown with cardio, whatever you want. And we say this all the time, like you can be really good at wrestling and you can be really good at taking people down, but it, can you keep them there? And you can be really good at defending takedowns, but can you stop multiple in one round? So I really want to see if like is obviously training with Bo Nichols. He's obviously trained with a lot of high level wrestlers. He's been preparing for Kamara Usman and Ben Askren uh, for the last few years. So, you know, he's actually had, really high level wrestling camps uh, to prepare for high level grapplers. Colby's obviously a little different fighter than the two, than Usman and Ben Askren. So I'm just curious who makes the first mistake. Cause I really think that's, what's going to come down to like if Kamar, I really think if Jorge hurts Colby once, he has that killer instinct where he might be losing like three minutes, four minutes of a round. If he hurts Colby once, he's not going to take the foot off the gas. He's just going to blitz in and kind of, try to decapitate Colby Covington. Now, can Colby Covington avoid that? Maybe. We'll see on Saturday. Uh, So my biggest question is who just makes the first mistake and who can capitalize on that?
2: You got AK. What's yours? Anything different? Anything stand out? What's that one question you have? So the one thing that's standing out for
5: me, just kind of reviewing uh, Covington's resume is um, I feel like this is the first fight in a while where... His opponent has a lot more to gain than him, if that makes sense. Uh, I mean, we clearly know Mazel has a lot more to gain from this win than him, Uh, because let's go. The Damian Maya fight, I feel like Colby was still kind of proving to people that he was a legitimate contender. You know, Um, I I think I believe I'm pretty sure I have to believe Maya was favored uh, in that fight. The RDA fighting for the interim title, again, RDA was a former world champion, um, not a welterweight, a lightweight, but there was still a thought like, okay, well, Colby has to prove that he can beat a, a former UFC champion. Robbie Lawler, a former UFC champion. Kamara Usman was the champion when they fought uh, both times. Even Tyron Woodley, obviously by that point, Covington was was heavily favored and, and had passed Woodley in most of the rankings. But again, Woodley had done something Covington never done, which is capture an undisputed UFC title. So so that 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 doesn't quite fit the the you know the story I'm telling here. But but I would say even then there was that need to, to just put to rest that sort of the, any question that, that he was better than Woodley again. Most people knew he was. That at that stage of their careers. But seeing it was like, okay, well, now he's, you know, there's no stopping Compton from getting another rematch uh, with Usman, which, which is what happened after that. So this, but this is a different situation. This is a guy who's co- like coming for his spot, um, even though, you know, Masvidal has been around for longer than him and is arguably more famous than him, you know, so maybe the more, a bigger mainstream star after that crazy year he had a couple years ago. Uh, but Compton is, is defending a spot. He is the consensus. Uh, we say the UFC says that he is the number two, welterweight in the world uh and i I don't know i don't know how that will affect him uh he he is a guy who he knows how to take care of business like we said he's going to go in there with probably you know a similar plan as usual try to drown masvidal his 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 style works for that you know he doesn't need to like adapt it differently for for people even though masvidal is a different opponent than his last few guys so i really i'm really really wondering if that if there's even like a slightest shift in motivation or mentality uh that could cost him um so yeah, and, and, and obviously, Masvidal I do think is the hungrier, is the, is the the hunter in this case. So we'll see how that uh, if that affects either guy.
2: This is kind of interesting that I, that I just noticed, Jed, because you you've written a gambling article for UFC two seventy two, uh, sort of a pick'em kind of a thing. The betting lines, as we speak, according to DraftKings, Jed Colby Covington, the minus three thirty five favorite, Mazadal coming back at plus two sixty. Now going through history. If the line stays this way and closes at plus 260, Jorge Mazadal will enter a fight tied as the biggest underdog in his entire career, tied with his fight with Gilbert Melendez In December of 2011, even the 261 fight with Kamar Usman, he closes as a plus 250. So he will close tied as the biggest underdog he's ever been in his career, Jed, if this line closes where it's at right now. Are you surprised by this? Do you feel like this fight is lined appropriately?
6: I'm surprised it'll be the biggest just because he really should have been a much bigger underdog to Usman the second time around. Um, But I guess there goes the power. I mean, that's the power of stardom, right? You can talk people into thinking things that aren't true. Conor McGregor hasn't had an appropriately set line in his basically his entire career because the public moves it towards him when they shouldn't. Um, I think the line's pretty good, honestly. We're going to find out how good the line is about one minute into the fight because I think my expectation is that Colby Covington is – For everything people think about him, and I think a lot of those things, he is not an idiot. He's a really smart fighter, especially. And this is, frankly, a really good stylistic matchup for him if he does the things that he does. Um, Again, I expect that he got the better of those gym sessions, and he knows it, and he is going to come in and do the smart and appropriate things, which really puts it down to, in my opinion, Masvidal needs to get him out of there with a big set of offense in the first round or two. Um, and if that's the case, and like I said, that's what I think it is, I think this line's spot on because that the odds should play out about minus 300 or so. Um, maybe it's a little gassed up as it gets closer, but I still think it's pretty close to right. Um, but if if he's a little shop-worn or, God forbid, he comes in and, like, wants to brawl it out with Horry Mossfall, this line's terrible, <laughs> and it's going to immediately be, oh, Colby's swing, swinging and banging with all He should be the underdog. So we're going to find out really quick, I guess.
2: Jose, I'll ask you one one more question before we get to picks. It seems like most of us are in agreement that there's more to lose here for Colby Covington. After all the trash talk, some of the awful things he said, him getting bolted at all would be a pretty bad look for him. Mazadal, yeah, there'd be some sort of effect with a loss here that'd be three in a row but you know once you're a made man then you could kind of use that for a little while there's still big fights for you so i'm curious for the covington side in your opinion is this do or die for colby covington is this outside of a tight is this is this the must win fight for colby because if he goes out and loses this is pretty detrimental is it not
4: I think if, if he loses badly to Horry Maswell, it's going to be detrimental for the moment. But like you said, like once you're a made man, you can kind of parlay that into a lot of bigger fights. And like Jed said, Colby's not an idiot. He knows what he's doing when he's building the fight, these fights and a lot of fighters hate Colby Covington. Uh, A lot of high profile fighters named Covington. I mean, he's planting seeds for fights after this like would you be surprised if they tried to make the fight against Dustin Poirier like Dustin Poirier Colby Covington that could probably headline a pay-per-view too if the UFC needed Colby uh, Dustin Poirier is a big name after beating Connor twice Colby Covington's big name for his mouth and uh Colby Covington is saying a lot of horrendous things about Dustin Poirier so uh, like we said we want to see people hate each other get into a fist fight so uh I think depending on how this fight plays out I'll have a better answer if it's a, if it's like one of the Usman Covington fights or it's one of those like back and forth wars and there's a winner, then they're obviously running back because of how good the fight was. But if someone just gets absolutely melted in the first round, probably not a rematch. But I think in the in the near future, there's still big fights for, for both men, depend even if they lose badly, considering that they are like the crowd today at the ceremonial weigh ins was almost at capacity for the seats uh that were available because they're obviously building the octagon seat behind us so the fan interest in this fight is palpable here in las vegas there was an absolutely massive line to get into the press conference and the ceremonials so the fan interest is there both fighters are very popular for whatever reason uh fans like each fighter so i don't think this is a do or die for colby for big fights but it's a do or die for him if he wants another shot at uh well and more importantly i don't know if you guys watched the fan q a at the beginning Kamara Usman said he's going to fight Colby Covington again because Colby Covington has a lot, has, has a big mouth, and he's not going to rest until he just turns his lights off. So if the champion, who's already 2-0 over someone, is saying, I'm, going, I'm still going to fight him a third time, chances are that fight is eventually going to happen. Losing would kind of – they would put a lot of space between for now and a third fight. But if he wins, I wouldn't be surprised if Usman fights Covington again by the end of 2023.
2: Jose, I know you got to get rolling, so we'll let you wax poetically first. Break this one down, my man. How do you see it playing out? And ultimately, who you got in this main event? Will Colby Covington have the last laugh, or will Jorge Mazadal shut up his biggest critic?
4: Uh, a smart man would probably pick Colby Covington uh, because his weapons seem to be what Corey Mazadal's weaknesses are. Um, but I feel like a lot of the people out there, especially or even on the site, are probably going to pick Colby Covington, so I'm just going to play devil, Devil's advocate and pick Hory Mozdal. Like I said before, I think Hory Moswell has absolutely incredible killer instinct. If he hurts you, he could be losing, like I said, X amount of rounds. He could be down four0, he hurts you once in the fifth round. Hory Moswell could very easily win like that. Corey Maslow has absolutely wicked attacks to the body. Colby Covington was getting hurt a lot with body shots. He adjusted between rounds. So Colby Covington, I think both of these men's fight IQs are incredibly underrated just because we are kind of looking at this as a grudge match and not a high-level martial arts competition. This is – every everything we said about Darren Till and Robert Whittaker, this just being like a violent chess match, I think that's going to be this fight. It's just going to be more violent because of how like one fighter likes to go forward and the other fighter likes to go forward. Neither man is really a counter striker. They just like to kind of explode on you, but I'm going to pick Hory Maslow. I think he's going to hurt Colby to the body or at least clip him. I think he's going to, and I think he's going to be losing the fight when he stops Colby Covington, if that makes sense. Like he's going to be down either two rounds or it's going to be one, one, and he's losing the round and then he's going to hurt Colby. And then he's going to capitalize on it and he's going to finish it. And then it's going to be like one of, it's going to be like Usman, the first Usman Covington fight where he hurts him. He swarms him. They stop the fight. And then immediately Colby Covington starts to complain. And then immediately we book the rematch. That is my prediction.
2: Wow. That is weirdly specific. That's like my Robert Whitaker pick almost like, well, I think a lot of, I think I've,
4: Looking at the comments of the last few preview fights, I think a lot of people were like, you guys didn't, Jose didn't even talk about the fight. So there you go. That is my hyper specific <laughs> prediction for the main event of UFC 272.
2: Well done, my also, man. Also, I right, see we'll, the we'll, comments.
4: We'll I am not in my apartment. This is a hotel room. That is why the bed is not made because I ran in
2: from ceremonials and threw all my stuff on the
4: bed to tune in for all you fine folks.
2: Okay. And now you get to head on out. Where are you going? Where are you heading now? there is a uh fan q or well, not
4: even a fan q a there's a Q&A for, a q a for is doing uh q a with ufc president dana white there's like a behind the scenes thing of bruise it's not so we're gonna watch how bruise was made and then we're gonna have like time to talk to both hallie barry and dana white uh here in like 20 minutes so i could just gotta zip over back to the ufc apex so watch for that content on you on mma
2: fighting's youtube page all right well have fun my man well done thank you for jumping on all right. Tell Hallie
5: I say what's up. The Tell picks. Hallie
2: AK's, AK says what's up. No. Yes, ask so Dana White what he was doing what backstage. do What was Dana doing backstage at UFC 270? I <laughs> know. Why didn't you put that? That's the still the glaring question of the year.
0: The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov.
2: A.K. We go to you. Where well, you got my man? And for those who missed the weigh-in show, I think you might drop a few jaws out here with this pick.
5: Oh yeah. Well, l- 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 listen. I'll spoil it a little bit here. Uh, so I threw up a poll. It's ongoing right now. Uh, I threw it up at the end of the weigh-in show, but it was like right at the very end. So I said, why not start the previous show by throwing up this poll? Who wins the UFC 272 main event? Four options: Covington by decision, Covington finish, Masvidal decision, Masvidal finish. It was. It was uh, a clear. I think it was almost like fifty percent in the morning when we did it in the morning. Uh, Covington by decision. Much closer now, Covington by decision forty one percent, Masvidal by finish right behind thirty four percent. So pretty close. I don't know if I don't know if it's just a different crowd we have here on the preview show, or if uh, you know just people have been swayed by maybe a Jets gambling art column, or uh, or but what they saw at the uh, the you know the final ceremonial weigh-ins. I don't know, but uh, it's a little bit closer tonight for sure. Uh, Covington by finish twenty percent, and then. Mazvidal by decision five percent. Why would anyone pick that? Uh, obviously, I am picking Mazvidal by decision. Uh, I have <laughs> I, listen, <laughs> listen, listen, and 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 Jose kind of broke down how it could be possible. I, I kind of see it the way he says it, except I don't see uh, Mazvidal being able to quite get that finish. I think he will hurt Covington. Uh, at least once during the fight, maybe in the in the third, fourth, or fifth round, maybe after a couple of rounds that Covington takes, and it I could see just changing the whole complexion of the fight, and all of us thinking like, oh man, that finish would come any, any minute now. Again, I, and I don't think he will be able to. I think Covington is super tough. Um, so this this so me going away from com- uh, Masvidal by knockout is 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 both because. Uh, like I said, I think uh, I don't know if, if Mazzola is quite enough to put him away, and I think Covening is super tough. He, he he just is really really difficult to finish, but he can be hurt. He 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 again he got hurt at the end of the first Usman fight, uh, and I'm sure he got hurt a bunch of times in, in the second fight. Uh, it, it was uh, so I I know it's the least likely option. I always tell people don't gamble on MMA, and if you do, certainly don't do it based on anything I'm predicting. But I think the fight is closer skill wise on paper than people think. And it's because of that I I if I think I'm, I'm going with Maswadal to win and I just don't think uh he necessarily has to finish to do it. I think he can hurt him. I think he can outstrike him. I think he can survive some of the wrestling exchanges and avoid getting taking too much damage uh off of his back. Again, company will probably win some of the rounds. We're probably seeing a 48-47 or even uh if it's a 49-46 uh for Maswadal as I'm picking with like two of those rounds being like toss-ups. It's going to be a close fight. I think it's going to be a really good fight. I think the emotion plays into it. Like I said, I, for whatever reason, it, it, I know it's intangibles, uh, but I am going with the uh, the emotional edge going to Masvidal. I see Michael Harris asking, do you go out of your way to make crazy picks? I think anyone who watches the show knows, I watch our previews and reads my predictions. I'm usually the exact opposite. I'm probably the most conventional, boring uh, fight picker there is, which is why my, my picks are, aren't great. You have to pick upsets every now and then. But in this case, I am going with Chaos. I am going with uh, – well, not Chaos. You're going I'm, against going Chaos. With, I'm going against Chaos, but I am going for an unpredictable – You're going uh, with Anarchy. An- yes, the Anarchy. Thank you, Jed. The least predictable pick. Masvidal by decision, and he's uh, and uh, I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with it. I don't know. I don't know why people think this is impossible. We've seen stranger things. Everyone seems to be convinced it's one or the other, coming to decision or Masvidal KO. I think it goes a distance, and I think Masvidal wins.
2: Jed, who wins and why?
6: Before I say that, I will say, funnily enough, AK, uh, Masvidal by decision is not the least likely outcome, according oh. to our good friend DraftKings.com. Masvidal by decision is plus twenty five hundred, uh, or by decision is plus one thousand. By submission is plus yeah. twenty five hundred. So that makes sense. I don't. I think that makes way less sense. I think there's way more likelihood that Masvidal like club and subs him. Because Masvidal can grapple his ass off, too. Like, a guillotine choke? Well, within play. Um, But I'm not taking that. Give me Colby Covington by decision. It's chalk, and I don't care. I'm taking it. Uh, I said it earlier in the the broadcast. I think that this is just an incredibly good match for Covington. Masvidal, for all the work he's done with wrestlers over the past two years, in those fights with Usman, he still just consistently got backed up to the fence in straight lines. And that's where Covington does his best work is pressuring you forward, getting you with your back to the cage and then playing kind of a bad Habib version of takedowns where he's not a great top position controller. He's not bad, but he more prefers to float, let you get back up so he can lean his weight back on you, take you back down, weaponize that cardio, um, and, and continue kind of sucking the life out of people. And, That's that's what he does. He doesn't shoot a lot in the center of the cage. He certainly doesn't run forward and duck his head down like Ben Askren does. And the biggest thing to me is I rewatched all their fights coming into this. I wanted to, you know, have as, as much context as I could. And the biggest fight I'm thinking of here is Covington's fight with Robbie Lawler. Sure, Robbie Lawler is maybe not at the peak of his powers at the time they fought, um, but this is still Robbie freaking Lawler, and I don't care that Jorge Masvidal has some some fun KOs in the last couple of years. Robbie, I would way rather get punched by Jorge Masvidal than Robbie freaking Lawler. And Lawler came out in that fight against Covington, and he... Th- threw hammers right out of the gate. I don't think people remember because of the re- the way the rest of that fight looked, but he came storming out a la Masvidal on some of these recent fights and couldn't put Covington away. And if Robbie Lawler can't do it, I I just don't... I'm going to bet that Jorge Masvidal can't do it either. And if he can't get him away early, I think Masvidal is super tough, super defensive. He can survive, but I think Covington is, is just going to do that thing and, and get the win the way he's drawn it up for as long as they've known each other, basically.
2: I agree with a lot of what you said, and I, I've been thinking about the Robbie Lawler fight as well. It's It, it makes a lot of sense in, in context of the matchup. And there's a lot, like, you can make the argument that, and I talked about this a little bit on the weigh-in show, that what Jorge Mazadal did in 2019 I mean, it was just it was the greatest snowball effect year, maybe in the history of the sport, just how everything lined up. And then if you go back in context and just think about those wins and those finishes, they haven't aged tremendously. Like a Darren Till knockout win doesn't age all that well. It was just spectacular in the story. The Ben Askren flying knee, I mean, it doesn't matter if he did that to Ben Askren or literally anybody else. That's a moment that we'll always remember, but the fact that Ben Askren talked all that trash and it happened that way, amazing. Nate Diaz, you can make the argument that, I mean, I thought Mazadal put a beating on Nate Diaz that entire fight. I thought that was one of the best, Mazadal performances of all time like i thought he looked just tremendous from pillar to post but again there's questions nate diaz could he have kept going would have been interesting to see how the fourth and fifth round went but it was just this snowball effect and i kind of head into tomorrow night with the same headspace that i had for the covington tyron woodley fight like not the exact same but similar because if jorge Mazadal cannot get up for this fight if he isn't as motivated as he's ever been for this one i just don't know if any other fight will I feel quite confident the fact that the best game-bred Masvidal we've ever seen is going to show up in terms of preparation and readiness, all of that physically, mentally top-notch. I think this is as good as it gets. Will there be some motion in that octagon? Sure, there will be, but Mazadal is a vet. He's seasoned. He's not going to go out there and get reckless. So this might be the best version of this guy that we've ever seen. Having said that, if Colby Covington shows up, And this is all mental. If he doesn't just go out there and just think, I'm just going to roll this dude. If he doesn't take Mazadal too lightly, if he doesn't just think this is an easy night at the office and doesn't take it seriously, Colby will win the fight because Mazadal has power, the knees, the body kicks, the accurate punches, the guy can crack, but Colby has a chin and a half on him. And he's taken some shots from, like you said, Jed, Robbie Lawler. He's taken some of Kamara Usman's best shots and kept on fighting. No matter how you feel about the guy, Covington is tough as hell. He will get hit with the big shot. He will shake it off, and then he will throw two or three right back at you. Mazidal does great work to the body, the short hooks. He digs into the body so well, and if he can establish that like right away, that might make things a little interesting, but I feel like Mazadal can land early. He might even drop up Covington, but if he doesn't get him out of there in the first four minutes, this is not gonna go well for him. So I think the fight should be lined somewhat closer, but this is 49, 46 Covington written all over it. Maybe he even gets a late finish of some kind. You can prepare for wrestling. You can prepare to defend a takedown, but you cannot prepare, no matter how long you take, to match the kind of pace that Covington can put on you. It's freakish, it's freakish. 34 years of age or not, it doesn't matter. That pace is still gonna be there. So I'll go Covington to win. Might have a tough first round, might be a little tentative, but he's going to get cooking, and once he does, it's going to be an uphill climb for Mazdal, in my opinion. Colby is a different fighter than when they last trained together. Yeah, Mazadol is too, but Covington's major weapon is always there. It has been for years. It's still there. The other skills have just kind of continued to evolve and catch up. So that's my pick. Mazdal could do it. I'm not completely counting him out, but if, if Covington just shows up, if he just shows up, he'll win in my opinion. It's, he's just the better fighter. He's just the better fighter. So we'll see. Maybe AK's right.
6: Get the decision. win. Yeah. You said something at the end that I just feel like should be noted. Yeah. Covington's 34. Masvidal's 37 with 50 fights in 20 years in the sport. He, the mileage it, honestly, the fact that he competed as well as he did against Kamar Usman on nine days or whatever is incredible. The, his performance was going well in the rematch, but like, it wouldn't at all surprise me if he's just really deflated from where he was right before this run because that's really hard. 50 fights over 20 years pushing 40, like that's, that's a lot, a lot of that coming. So be interesting.
2: Yeah, and I, I think it's an interesting factor. He's coming off of a knockout, but he had a lot of time to recover from that knockout. And, Covington, and Colby's just at a war with Usman not long ago, so I wonder how that... Will actually factor into this thing. My Boston accent just came out for some reason. It never really comes out, but it, Wanda came out there. So <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on. Co-main event, AK. We got Rafael dos Anjos remains on the card, stays in the co-main slot. Still five rounds. No longer fighting Rafael Fiziev. Now he fights Hinata Moicano. Look, AK. This is a hashtag written all over it. Rafael versus Rafael. Tremendous matchmaking. We all wanted to see it. Things happen. It's a weird era. But all things considered, you could do a hell of a lot worse than head out to Moicano, right?
5: Yeah, uh, look, I, I, as far as buzz goes, none of us really were thinking Moicano when you know when the fight uh, had to get changed. We we were all kind of uh, you know, oh Makachev, um, Kitty jumped in later. Uh, there there just seemed to be some cool, fun options, and and Moicano is a fun option you know now that we have it it just wasn't what we expected but good for him good for him for, for, for sort of pulling like a bobby green and kind of just jumping an opportunity uh not as high reward of course beating uh, rda but for Moikano it is cuz he's just trying to get into the top 10 He's been trying to get into the top ten of lightweight for some time. Uh, he was a top ten featherweight, I believe, after he beat Jeremy Stephens and later beat uh, Calvin Cater. So he's had that ranking before in a different weight class. He wants it at 155. Um, he's beaten solid guys, but no one with a name near the level of Rafael dos Anjos, a former UFC champion. So this is very smart of him. This is a great, um, great call for him to come in and take this opportunity at 160 pounds. It, it's essentially a l- lightweight bout i will i will move moikano up the rankings if he gets this win here I'm, I'm definitely not making any exceptions because they're fighting five pounds above who cares um but uh it's also no one likes to lose you know we say it's low risk but it's not no risk it's not no risk. it's still a losses record it's it'll still be uh, kind of you know something people can throw at him yes on short notice but like he can't quote unquote he can't win the big one you know brian ortega jose aldo korean zombie Fazi Fazi was a big test at, at lightweight he can't win the big one if he can't uh, he can't beat dos años um would things be different if it was on a full camp yeah maybe maybe uh but I, but I, even then i think there's only gonna be so much leeway if he loses in the eyes of the matchmaker it's not gonna hurt at all like i said you, you get him right back on track get him right back in that you know 15 to 25 range of opponents um but I, but if you're Moicano, you're himself. You're definitely not going to this thinking like, oh, whatever happens happens. He he really wants this, and in his mind probably needs this. Uh, RDA, I don't know. RDA, it's a good for him. It's a good keep busy fight. Good way to show um, you know that he's still he's still one of the best. If he can take out a Moicano, um, so it, it, so in that sense it has value for him. But otherwise, boy, very very risky. Uh, but of course he wanted to stay in the card, and uh, they
2: gave him a worthy opponent. Jed your thoughts on the Col main event if you want to go ahead and wrap up with the uh the, the pick and why and i'll tell you why you're wrong
6: okay <laughs> happy to do it um maybe hear my arguments before you assume i'm wrong but uh look we talked about it the other day on btl i, I think that there were maybe some things that i would have been slightly more interested in um but you can't be mad about this talking to Top 20, 25 lightweights going at it on three, four days notice. That's that's pretty good, all things considered. Um, my one, you know, major issue here is I I feel very strongly about how this fight's gonna go. I would be a lot more interested in it with a full camp. And I'm sure you're gonna talk about how Moikano went home and got into the gym. Sure, I'm certain he said that, and it may even be true to some extent, but you don't come off a big win like Alexander Hernandez and not do any celebrating, and this wasn't like Makachev, who just had his fight last weekend, and so you can still assume that he is exactly at peak form because it's just a few days after. Moikano went home, he did some celebrating, maybe he did get back into the gym, but there is enough of a gap here. You know, We're talking three weeks at this point where I have to assume he is not coming in in the shape that he was for Alex Hernandez. So he's going to be a little diminished there. Cardio has never been like a super strong point to Moicano's game anyway. And he's coming into a five round fight and not even a three round fight that he had previously prepared for. I think all those are really bad for him. And I think the style matchup is tough for him as well. Um, Moicano is relatively slow of foot. You can move him around the cage and Dos Anjos is one of, if not the premier pressure fighters, certainly in, in the lightweight division, he, he is going to walk you down. He's going to keep putting that uh, unreal pressure on you, get you backed up to the fence, hammer your body with, with uh, a really nasty round kick that he's got and, and body shots and just kind of wear you out over the course of rounds and, and take advantage later. He can also crack really well. It's not like Moikano's impervious to getting knocked out either. I think, the only concern I have here for RDA is, like we talked about previously, he is also 37, going on you know 38, a lot of miles, um, fewer fights than than Masvidal, I think off the top of my head, but he he has fought a murderer's row, and you know we could be seeing, we could see that he isn't at his best, I don't think anymore, but I don't know how far he's fallen because he was a welterweight, he dropped down. The Paul Felder fight, I thought he won convincingly, but Felder is also a really good style matchup for him. So it's it's tough to have a great gauge on how he is, but I think given the circumstances and the style match, I feel really confident that he's going to go out and just do vintage RDA stuff to Moicano, especially as the fight gets later. So I'm going to take him by either late, late stoppage in the championship rounds or just a, a pretty clear decision over five.
2: A.K. your thoughts and then i'll yeah I, I, i'm going i'm
5: going rda decision all the way i mean it's just i just don't think he's that far removed from where he was like as a you know at his best I, yeah yeah he's older um uh, but we're talking about his resume man does anyone over the last like 7 years have a better resume than him like this is cra- I, i'm counting losses too i'm just kind of like guys he fought like this is pretty crazy leon edwards uh, usman covington robbie lawler who he beat neil magny who he beat uh, losses to Ferguson, Alvarez, uh, Cerrone. He beat him soundly in their second fight. Uh, Anthony Pe- Anthony Pettis, Nate Diaz, Benson Henderson, and then Habib before uh, a couple of fights before that. This guy fights just has fought nothing but like the the, the deadliest killers uh, in two in two weight classes uh, for the the past seven years, and I just don't think Moicano. As talented as he is, I just don't think he's at that level yet. Maybe he will be someday. Maybe he'll rise to that level someday, and uh, and RDA will fall to that level. I just don't think they're quite crossing uh, that section yet, where where Moicano is is good enough to beat him. I just think uh, RDA is one of the one of the you know most underappreciated fighters of all time. He, he he's uh, even some of the fights I mentioned, like the Covington fight. That fight was super competitive, right? So even against the best of the best, even when he loses, you see how good he is. Um, and Wakanda just not quite there yet. So I, I can't, again, I, I, this is me normally doing these safe picks. I can't go against RDA yet uh, in this scenario. I think he's just uh, just more experienced and just the better fighter
2: right now. If you're a newer fan, I highly recommend you go back and you watch Rafael Dos Andres's, like after the Habib loss, the next five fights he has, the Jason High knockout, the Benson Henderson knockout is brutal. He whooped. Nate Diaz, he put a beating on Anthony Pettis over five rounds. I mean, this was an absolute mauling for 25 minutes in a title fight to become the champion. I mean, this was a vicious beating. And then he just disposes of Donald Cerrone. He loses to Eddie Alvarez, and then things start to fall apart. And that's kind of what happens in the sport when you're fighting the quality guys. But go watch that five-fight stretch, because this guy was at the top of his game. He was unbelievable. I will say... When thinking about this, this fight in particular, the five rounds worries me a bit on the Moicano side, skill for skill. I'm with you, Jed, 100%. I, but I do think X is O's. I think Moicano matches up with RDA very well, especially in 2022. He's the better striker. He's the better boxer. I think he's got the better jujitsu at this point. RDA, like you said, Jed, he has the style that could just wipe you out down the stretch. The takedowns, the level changes, the fence work, like you said. And for a guy like Wakanda, who cut a lot of weight and has been known to fade a little bit in these fights, it is a little bit concerning. However, also to your point, Jed, I just can't ignore that RDA, as great as he is. Yes, he's a former world champion. I mentioned that five-fight stretch. It's one of the greatest five-fight stretches you'll ever see in the UFC. First bout Hall of Famer, hands down. The best days are behind him. He has been in there with pretty much everybody. AK just ran down this incredible resume, and when you're in there with everybody, the who's who's of this sport for that long, you can be a 2012 Toyota Camry, very reliable vehicle. Even at 125,000 miles on it, you can hang on to that car for another three or four years easy and get everything you need out of it but then the 2019 version comes along and has less wear and tear a little quicker on the pedal, more add ons got the touch screen and the voice activation and the maps and the GPS, all of that. Both cars are great. They're both going to get you where you need to go, but give me the newer version to be a little slight, to be slightly better. Might get dicey down the stretch, but I feel, I feel good about a hot start from Oikano. And I think it's worth a dog shot. If you're playing the ponies, I think it's a dog or pass fight. And I think Moicano has some value on him. And I think he wins the first three rounds. We'll sweat it out down the stretch, but I think he wins. I think he wins the decision. I do. I think he's, I think it's his time. I think it's his time. And we're going to be talking about how not to Moikano fighting for a world title in the next two years. Probably not. Probably not. But I think he beats RDA. I think he could beat RDA. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm interested.
6: What, Jeff? If this were three rounds, I would agree with literally everything you said. Five rounds. Yeah, three I, rounds yeah. is no-brainer. Because three rounds, yeah, three I would rounds say this is for break. sure a dog or pass situation. Over five rounds, I feel like you're getting a lot of extra value on, on RDA. at Only minus 160, especially five rounds on three week on whatever it was, five days notice or whatever the hell he got. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's really hard to overcome, man. You could be right. We're yeah. going to find out, but I'd be pretty we shocked. Are. If, and if yeah. he gets him out early, the cardio won't matter. But RDA is traditionally not a guy who goes out early. Except for Oddly against Eddie Alvarez. <laughs> Unclear what happened there.
5: Eddie Alvarez rules. Yes, that's was, that was what guess. happened there.
6: <laughs> I've never – I wasn't we. doing a lot of these shows when Eddie Alvarez was in the heat, but he would have been in that Michael Chandler, Steep, Miocic category. <laughs> <laughs> hot take. I know that that's a not. hot take. People love the underground category. Oh, no.
2: Oh, man. All right. Real quick, let's change the subject because Jed's about to Please. go down this road. <laughs> Before we go to Loki banger in, in questions, we got to give a little shine to the feature boat because it's a good one at 145 pounds. Edson Barboza versus Bryce Mitchell. We got the exciting veteran who is an absolute terror on the feet, taking on the undefeated up-and-comer who is an absolute nightmare on the mat and with his wrestling. So Jed, what's your pick? Who you got and why?
6: When I first looked at this and this betting line, I thought this was going to be a Barboza dog bet all the way. And then I watched the tape and... I love Edson Barbosa. AK, to your point earlier, has there been anybody who's fought a a tougher string of competition than RDA? Outside of a couple of UFC champions, Edson Barbosa is the only guy I can come up with over the past few years. He has also fought an absolute murderer's row of humans. And he's 36 and just... One, he's really well known, like there's a very clear path to victory over him. Like it's been established and everybody who watches tape and knows things should be aware that if you just put him back, his back to the canvas and if certainly if you can get takedowns as well, he's not nearly the threatening fighter that he is at space and range when he gets his time. Um, Bryce Mitchell, a lot of things you could say about Bryce Mitchell and and some stuff, but he is clearly a thoughtful and intelligent fighter, is going to know how to affect to effectuate a good game plan here. And this is just, we've talked about it a lot today already. This is a bit of a rising, you know, rising rocket ship, sinking star. Uh, Edson Barbosa is great. I've loved watching him compete. He's 36 and worn, I would say, is not uh, a bad way to characterize him. And Bryce Mitchell is, is just on the come up. Um, if Barbosa can keep the center of the cage, this fight gets way more interesting really, really quickly. Um, I would favor him, but I just don't think he can. I think Mitchell's just really smart, pretty defensively solid at range, going to pressure Barbosa back and start working takedowns on the cage. And unlike some other people that Barbosa has fought, who he could maybe at least stymie on the floor, even if he's not a super great defensive grappler, Bryce Mitchell is a freaking murderer on the mat. That dude is is coming for your throat or a twister or anything on the on the floor. So... I'm I'm taking taking the chalk again. Give me Bryce Mitchell. Uh I've officially picked uh third round submission, but you know, anything could happen.
2: AK, okay. you you are you with Bryce here or do you think Edson can get it done?
6: No,
5: man. I'm going Brazilian vet again. Give give me, give me give me the older Brazilian guys. This is where I'm sorry. RDA I picked already. I'm going with Edson Barbosa too. I just uh I know that that you know grappling is the way to beat Barbosa, but I I just you know I don't quite put uh, Bryce Mitchell in that Khabib category or or even the Kevin Lee category. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe at featherweight he is you know as good at least as good as like a Kevin Lee. Um, I just need to see it. Also, the stri- I just think the striking. Yeah, it's 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 of course he's a work in progress. He's getting better and better than every fight. He's a young fighter. He's developing. I think he needs a little more. I I, I need him to have a little more to be able to kind of set up you know, set up this grappling, set up these takedowns. I just think the gap in striking is so huge. And I don't know if it's quite as big as the the gap in grappling, because I think Barbosa can survive. I do think he can survive. Uh, Jed is right, uh, uh, though, that Mitchell has, like, an aggressive grappling style that's not like uh, anyone that Barbosa has fought he moved to move the featherweight. So that's a huge concern. Um, but I, but I, like I said, I think the striking gap is even bigger. Uh, and I think that matters. And 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 I think we've seen... Fighters who are strong grapplers and wrestlers. I, I, for some reason, my mind kept going back to the Tatiana Suarez, um, Nina Ansaroff fight. I don't know why. But that was a fight where uh, uh, Suarez won. But we kind of saw, like, if, you're, if you're that, that dimension, that striking dimension is so limited, uh, it, you're going to have problems against people who are legitimate, experienced strikers. And that's kind of where this is. I think Mitchell's a bit of a better striker than Suarez is. Um, and, you know, the wrestling's a different story as well. But I just see this one staying on the feet enough for Robosa to get a win and eventually hurt Mitchell, I actually have Barbosa winning by a uh, knockout in the second round.
2: I, I mean, I'm, I'm with Jed here. I mean, what a moment it would be for Edson Barbosa to, to hand Bryce Mitchell his first loss, but I just feel like Edson Barbosa is in for a nightmare of a night. Like this is Bryce Mitchell is not going to come out here and like get into a striking stance with Edson Barbosa for even two seconds. He's going to get shot out of a cannon and take him down in the first five seconds of this fight. And if he doesn't get it, he's just going to put him against the fence and he's going to keep trying to chain him. He's going to go to a single, to a double, to a single, to a double, and then he's going to take him down. And maybe Barboza gets up, but guess what's going to happen? He's going to get taken down again. And then he gets back up again and he's going to get taken down again. And eventually... Bryce is just going to take you down and then you're not getting up. Like it's just so hard to change course. It's so frustrating when you know it's coming and you can't stop it. So I think this is going to be the Bryce Mitchell coming out party. I think he's just going to – I think he's just gonna wrestle him to death. It's just gonna be awful. Like Edson's just gonna be so frustrated at the end and like you're gonna feel for the man. It's just gonna be one of those things. This is just a nightmare matchup for him. So and who knows? Maybe we'll see Bryce Mitchell on the Joe Rogan experience next week after after this victory. But I, I have a that's feeling right, this is yeah, this is this is a li- not, this is like the litmus test. And uh <laughs> yeah, I think Bryce is gonna go out there in thirty twenty six Edson Barboza. Like this is not like, gonna be a fun night for him.
5: Mike Bryce popping
4: up.
2: Bryce, uh, listen. Bryce
5: popping up on the Joe Rogan experience is like minus four hundred, if not higher. That's <laughs> that's gonna happen. I don't know if it's is next week set? or the week after. it. That's gonna happen.
6: Oh, okay. A week after, as we say, he's got the truck convoy in DC. He's probably got to make oh. so. Oh, God.
2: right. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh man. All right, we gotta move on. Kevin Holland versus Alex Oliveira. That's going down to one seventy. Kevin Holland, a big favorite in that fight, and then the main card kicks off with Sergey Spivak. And Greg Hardy. So let's go to low-key banger, and then we'll go to some questions before we get out of here. Jed, low-key banger.
6: Well, I want to be clear. I could spend a lot of time talking Kevin Holland Alex Oliveira, uh, <laughs> but we won't. But the fight's really, really fun and interesting to me. But my low-key banger, oh, I don't know what AK is going to choose. And I want to give us some variety. Uh, I'm going to go with one that there's just no way any of you guys are going to try and talk about. Um, and it's Nikolai... Marano I'm butchered that. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Negu- and, Negu- uh, it's Nikolai versus Kennedy, the light heavyweight matchup in the yes. second. Nico, Nico versus fight.
5: Kennedy. Yes, Nico versus yeah, Kennedy. Nico yes.
6: Kennedy. Um <laughs> that fight is uh I don't know if it's gonna be it's not gonna be probably as back and forth as like Jalen Turner, Jamie Malarkey has a chance to be, but Nikolai, dude can't be hurt by punches. I think it actually may be physically impossible for a human being to hit him and him to register pain or suffering. Um, because if you watch his fight against Alexa Comer, um last year, he ate 500 just clean bullets to the dome and didn't even flinch. Like, we're talking a vintage Mark Hunt chin here. And Kennedy... Kennedy... Um, is super weird and interesting fighter. He's enormous. he's six, eight or something for the light heavyweight, but he refuses to fight with length. He basically fights in this shell, completely ruining any any like size advantage he has, but he is so big and he hits so hard that he can sit here and cover up and then just do that and eventually hurt people with it. Even in fights he's losing very badly. And so I am fascinated. Because Kennedy's gonna do this, and Nico's gonna come up and just start winging at him, and Kennedy's gonna start popping him, and he hits really hard, and he's gonna be shocked when Nico can't be put down by mortal men, and so this is going to turn into a really weird slugfest for as long as Kennedy's chin holds up, basically. And I could not be more excited to watch this. It's gonna be insane.
5: It's a great pick right there. I like that. I like that. No one's talking about that fight i know that's why i
6: went for it i didn't think you guys would pick that one but i think it's well, awesome well mostly because we're having
5: trouble pronouncing both guys names Right? did you see a uh, rogan did you see the pause during the uh ceremonials for when,
2: when, he, when kennedy yes. came on i felt it was i felt <laughs> for him i was i was i was with him i was like i feel you man when i was he doing went, that first round of way and <laughs> read out, uh reads yeah i felt them coming up next uh, kennedy and like the longest uh, pause you've
5: ever heard in your life and thank god i think i don't know if annick was there was or someone Nick helped first. him Oh, was it Nico? No, it was. It was actually. I think it was like Kennedy first, and then and then he or he he, he said Nico first. It was Nick first. Kennedy first.
3: It was Nick first. Nick first. Yeah, oh, Nick. and that's the one he struggled with. He struggled with both. That He struggled with yeah, both, blah, blah, blah.
5: but there was a huge pause before Mariano or uh, Enzachuku. Enzachuku, guys. Kennedy Enzachuku and uh, Nico. Mariano. Listen. You can come to me for pronunciations. I just do whatever Annex says, and and usually it works out. Uh, I tried really yeah. hard
6: to learn them, and then I've just forgot. <laughs> like I could it's spell both of those names cleanly, but pronunciation not I'm not strong at.
5: I'm proud you you finally got Cyril the the, the, the the I before the the I instead of the Y first. Anyway, that's another I th- wild. One.
6: I have to think about it literally every time. Good. Like, hey, I it's, working,
5: actively it's working out. It's working out. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I'm actually really. I, I didn't want to go with the – I'll go with the somewhat more obvious one. I'm definitely intrigued by the kelleher uh fight. I'll go with the, the lone quote-unquote bantamweight fight on the card. I mean it is at 145 pounds, but this is just Brian Kelleher being very smart and booking fights against opponents who are willing to fight at 145. He's been doing this since the, since the uh, COVID pandemic started. Uh, he's taken – I think he's taken one or two fights at, at bantamweight, but I think since uh, COVID outbreak – he's taken like way more fights at at one forty five, I and mean, good for him. And against other guys who are essentially bantam, just not wanting to cut weights. So that's what Umar is. Umar is, is a bantam weight. Um, I don't know what the odds are. I have to imagine Umar's at least a two to one favorite, right? Is that, is that, uh, uh, uh whoa. minus eight. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I just looked at it. Uh, okay. Uh, fine i think it's a bit closer than people think again uh, umar is legit uh someone who i would not be surprised to see in the top 10 by the end of this year frankly he's so good minus 800 is pretty disrespectful to a veteran like uh Kelleher, who's he's he's tough to put away um but that to me is i guess part of the intrigue of this fight is i want to see how uh umar does against such a stiff test and again i just think it could be a, like a really entertaining fight even if it is even if it does turn out to be somewhat one-sided for umar i think you'll have to see him like his full range of skills to uh to earn a dominant decision over a guy like like Kelleher. So whether it's a close fight or whether it is a showcase for Umar, uh, I think it'll be a showcase worth watching. And that's exciting AK, to me. And again, that, that is technically our only Phantom weight fight too. So I'm into it.
6: AK, if they fought 10 times, how many do you think uh Umar loses, I guess? I mean how, how many do you think Kelleher wins? At least one. Just one?
5: probably one no i don't know like i think it's competitive but i mean
6: that that drives to the point because people say this all the time uh that actually means the odds are perfect (laughs) i guess
3: yeah
6: minus 800 is like 90 percent probability of winning right so they fought 10 times kelleher wins one that number just feels really big but once you get over like minus 300 you're the the probabilities are really running together pretty closely so it's not like that disrespectful I think It's actually I want, probably close to a correct line,
5: and I wonder if it moves. Do you, uh, Mike, do you have what it, it definitely moved?
6: Down? It definitely did not open at minus 800, right?
5: But it's still pretty no high, way, it it probably, at least, it. at least probably 500 or something, right? It's probably uh, high it opened yeah. at minus I was five
6: or six, I would minus six.
5: 571. It opened, and, five, and wow, so then just people eight. just pouring on onto the Umar. Yeah, that's a so lot,
6: lot of parlay money on that. A lot of parlay, is okay, getting so, busted if Keller, her pulls off the upset.
2: So at one wow. So the minus eight fifty was a jump up, like a giant jump up, because at three o'clock Eastern time, money, so much money came in on Umar, he was a minus twelve fifty favorite at one point today.
5: Wait, over so what Harry how much Kelleher. of an underdog
2: is Kelleher? So like around plus six hundred?
5: Uh let me see uh,
6: usually the further that track they actually yeah, plus six is right. right. I've got minus nine hundred. Uh, for Umar, at DraftKings plus six for Kelleher.
5: Maybe, the, maybe the fix is in for Kelleher. Maybe, maybe the, again the line is up. more to move the Kelleher line than anything. No, don't gamble, people. Don't bet on MMA.
2: Kelleher got up to a plus seven fifty when that line bust busted up to a minus twelve fifty for, for Umar. But some money coming in on Kelleher. Some, it's driving it back down. I mean, obviously um, if you are if you are gonna
5: bet well, on
4: MMA, you should bet a, little bit lines on, on a bet like this.
2: Yeah, and you should bet exactly.
4: you should
5: do like Bell Tour. Like you show they're like five dollars on Kelleher. If you are if you are gonna bet on MMA, you do something silly like that, like five bucks
6: on or, Kelleher. Or if you go to MMAfighting.com, there's a wonderful gambling guide that's posted. Oh and in that, that if you're trying to have a good time, I'm gonna shamelessly plug <laughs> something real quick. Do it because I think it's maybe the most fun bet I've ever found. Uh, Colby Covington, Jorge Maslow to end in the first sixty seconds. Plus 2,500. So, you know, if you're thinking another big time knee from Osfidal, another early baptism, yeah. let's have fun. Plus 2,500.
5: There you oh. go. There's the, uh, the Jed Mishu fun pick of the you. week. <laughs> <laughs> long
6: yes. shot of the week. I, right
2: there. The long shot of the week. There you go. My low key banger will be the first fight of the night Dustin Jacoby versus mm. Mikhail Olegzecek because good fight it's just it's just gonna be so fun Dustin Jacoby is such a great well-rounded striker he's gotten so much better his hands his feet the kicks are nasty and then he's fighting Mikhail Oleg Zaychuk, who could probably fight at like 185 maybe even 170 if he actually like took like went to the PI and like took his nutrition seriously but he's not that kind of guy he's a dude that's gonna be like All right, I'll fight at 205, and I don't care how hard you hit me. I'm just going to march forward, and I'm going to punch you in the face. Like That's how this guy fights. It's super fun. Like It really is fun to watch him fight. Um, I love it. I think it's going to be a close battle. I think it's going to be a really fun, close, absolute slugfest, and it's just going to be one of those ones that on the post-fight show, we're going to be like, damn, I wish it wasn't the first fight of the night because that should – I've gotten 50 G's each because these two are going to put on a war. So I think Jacoby will will squeak it out. Just like, I think his, he's a little more diverse with the striking, but Oleg HX going to be right there, chucking hands right in his face. And I love it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Great table setter. And you also know at that point, at that time of like the very
5: first fight of the card, it's only like like how many people are going to be in there? Like twenty percent, maybe less, right? For the very first fight of the night, that that should be in front of like the packed, you know, T-Mobile Arena. Like like later in the card, when when everyone started to come in, yeah, it's it'll be it's gonna be a great fight.
0: Great fight. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May seventeenth, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch
1: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com.
2: Okay, let's go to the peeps. Let's try to get a couple questions in here. This is a big card. We went longer than normal, but I don't care. It's a big card. Let's talk about it. And I love this train because I look like I'm... I look
3: yeah, like I'm 90 tall. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Towering I like, over. like a giant, absolute yeah. um, giant. Wait, the, while, wait, while you, the gens are
5: tiny. There, Hold on. <laughs> there is a poll. I, I did throw a poll, guys. Uh, will you be ordering UFC 272? And by the way, people, obviously, I'm specifically. I you specifically use the word order? Will you be spending the 75 USD and paying for UFC 272? I think people understood the question uh, because the results are not not favorable uh, for the UFC. 61% no. Sixty-one percent no, they will not be ordering, which mean doesn't mean they won't be watching, but it sounds like they don't want to plan to shell out that seventy-five.
6: Mike, A.K. We talk about this a lot. Is this is this fight passing the mom test for anybody? Is are we getting are we getting texts from non-MMA folk asking about it? Yes. No, well not
2: no, texts. I walked I walked my dog around the neighborhood and. I have, there's a gentleman in my neighborhood that I, I see from time to time, old boxing fan, and I walked around. He's probably in his sick, upper 60s, and the first thing he said to me was, uh, Mike, that Scarface guy is fighting that that Trump lover.
3: <laughs>
2: Seven-two, right? Because those two hate each other. And I was like, you're right. And literally, it? I'm just walking my dog, minding my own business, and he yelled that out to the whole neighborhood.
6: Mike, I need a follow-up uh, question. Is is that old man also from Boston? Because you live in low South Carolina right now, and you just hit a real he's from New ball Jersey. Oh,
2: okay. he's from Jersey. He's from Jersey. Okay. Uh, I
6: so he's will gonna, say, that, he's if gonna I have
2: thick Jersey accent,
6: got that northeast. I, okay.
5: If I showed a picture of Masvidal to my mother and said this guy's fighting, she—I'm uh, sorry—I just said I didn't say this guy's fighting. I just showed her. She would say, "Oh, that's a famous UFC guy." So she would know him as a famous UFC guy. She might not know his name, uh, Covington. Covington, she wouldn't. I think Covington, she wouldn't. She wouldn't recognize. Um, which is weird because he's been in probably as many high-profile fights as Pore has been over the last couple of years. But uh, I think Masvidal just stands out a little bit more. Hmm. Um, no. So doesn't. So I would say does not quite pass the mom test though. The name. The name would not register. It would not. Would not ring a bell.
3: Is this a fight card you would you would introduce a non-MMA fan to? No. Like, oh, you know what? This is a, you should come over and watch this card. Is, you, know, the U, you want to introduce him to UFC fighting. Is this one of those cards?
6: No. It's oh, a really a good, good fight part. card, especially if you're a hardcore fan, but mm-hmm. there's no storylines for people to gravitate to outside of the main event. If I'm trying to get somebody in, I'm just like, hey – Next month, clear your schedule. <laughs> a April 9th. Yeah. Hard on April 9th. But yeah, it's a good Let's answer. I. Think that's I- gonna-
5: I think with the Covington all stuff, you'd end up being like the uh, a couple of memes. You'd end up either being like the guy at the baseball game talking to his girlfriend meme, or the John Sil- or the John Silver and
3: J meme. That's kind of a version of that. I, I think it's the meme with people. the guy yelling at the girl in the club, going like, "Yeah, that one too." <laughs> exactly. They're all the same
5: idea. Yeah. So man, yeah. So these guys used to be friends. They used to They were best friends. Bitter rivals. But then and, then, and then this guy became so famous. He got a five second knockout. And then this guy became famous because he's like loves well, Trump. And it's like there's a whole like there's a lot of layers to it. You would but they
3: both, love Trump. they both love Trump. But they who both loves love Trump more? Trump
5: crazy. I mean, this guy called this guy Fidel, and it's like, oh, and then that's when it really went off. And then you yeah, know, it's a whole thing. No. <laughs> <laughs>
6: too
3: much to explain. <laughs> the briefcase. Too much, to, too much. to explain. Oh, no, I'm gonna go. I don't want me to talk about that again. All right. um <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just had. A, I got, I got this comment. Sorry. Earlier, so I just had to share. It's more. <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious. Yeah. I'm
2: wondering because Rogan is back. I was boycotting pay-per-view until then because
3: I've... <laughs> <laughs> I, can- I hate oh, cancel culture, so I'm canceling pay-per-views. I'm not going to buy pay-per-views <laughs> yeah. because yeah. I because I want to cancel. I don't know. I just- How
5: dare you cancel things? <laughs> I'm canceling the UFC. Cancel the UFC. <laughs> cancel culture sucks. Fire, fire I fire.
3: <laughs> uh, thank-, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your comment. Um, Galaxy brand. Galaxy brand. Thank you for your comment. <laughs> <laughs> we got to talk about this fight because it, uh, it's... The- it's actually the only fight on the card where the winner could get a title shot. I knew, I, I knew. Well, we, well, well, we, we the have line. To. The
2: yeah. li- Listen, I know. I, I'm, I'm going to the to, to the website. Uh, Casey's first question would be about Marina Rodriguez versus Jan Janan. Minus minus fourteen thousand. So there you go. Um, if you if you played that line, you, you won a couple them, it's bucks. It's a fight that matters. High stakes. Could the winner of Marina and Jan jump over Esparza and get a title shot at Rose. So jump over Esparza. I think we can all agree that that nothing either of these women do will make will, will do that at this point. But what do you think, AK? Like I, I feel yeah. like if I don't know if you agree with me. I feel like if if Jan Janon wins, she's not fighting for the belt next. If Marina wins, she is fighting for the belt next, but she's gonna have to wait for Rose versus Carla whoever wins that fight is are you on the same page
5: No listen <laughs> the UFC does not care about Carlos Farza Jan <laughs> Jan Shannon winning an upset on Saturday and then somehow leapfrogging Carlos Farza who just like <laughs> anno- who just like annihilated her would be such a UFC thing to do like and they would sell it they would say oh yeah Yan you know she's got it again oh that huge China following you know she's a star over there just like just like uh, Zhang Wei Lee I'm sure that's the way they would sell it um, they, they would probably pitch in something like oh Carla isn't ready to fight they they would somehow find a way to screw carla over they've been doing it for like almost two like 18 months now carla should have already had her rematch with Rose namajunas so if you think it's impossible that one of these two especially marina i mean marina arguably could also uh has has a stake to be the number one contender if you think there's a it's a stretch that either these could could jump over esparza i'd almost be surprised if it doesn't happen at this point i have i am just like i'm the prince of positivity but boy it is hurting me not to see the UFC commit to just saying yes Asparza and Namajunas will happen at some point this year. You know, obviously we don't have a date, you know, the fighters haven't signed anything. They have. But that is our they had that is like our we're they were definitely have. gonna do it.
2: When but he Dana said it a bunch of times. Carlos next it took a long time play. to I get there. I just don't
6: I'm just he <laughs> said it recently said, i it said David it recently. Does say a lot of stuff, <laughs> right? I, in the last couple months, I think. I think Brock I, I Lesnar think isn't he, fighting in the UFC again. I don't know if He's I missed said a lot it.
5: Of Listen, I don't know if I missed it or just chose not to believe it, or <laughs> I, I just it has. I think it has no effect. I think I think until it's until it's we we've got two sources reporting it. You know, and where and where the ones reporting it or someone credible reports it. I just don't believe it. So Jan would be so egregious if she got the title shot over Esparza. But if it happens, I mean, do you really think I, I'd be like, oh, no, that's there was no chance. They, they they have been finding ways to screw Carlos Sparza for years out of a title shot. It shouldn't happen. Uh, Marina Rodriguez, I would have less of a problem with. But uh, Carlos Barza should get the title shot. It's just it's just not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed until it happens.
6: Yeah. It's going to happen.
5: Yeah, it's would, yeah.
6: Uh, by it. I mean, Carla's gonna get it, and the reason I know this is because this yeah. fight is buried. Like, yeah, this, this is e- this is by ranking by the UFC's ranking, either the second or either the best or second best fight on the card. I don't remember where the UFC has Jorge ranked right now. Oh, no, no, this like,
3: is no, this is the best. This is two top five fighters.
6: I was saying this and, is two well, uh, Jorge could be. I don't remember where Jorge is in the UFC's ranking, still be a top five guy. Yeah. For our rankings, it's certainly the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, given we're talking about UFC matchmaking, happy to use their rankings in this instance. This is not even the prelim main event. Like, they don't – they're not – this is not a fight that you set up to be like, this is obviously our title challenger. We did a really good job of getting people to, to know what's up with this. They don't care. They're just making this fight happen because they are. Honestly, super disrespectful. It's it's card placement. But – yeah. Greg Hardy got to eat or whatever.
3: <laughs> uh, we got a Greg Hardy mention. Uh, speaking of Yan,
6: I'm glad this was asked because I of almost course. said it a minute ago. And <laughs> now I can just say there is the triple Yan. That is still Yan, Yan, Yan is in play. it happens. If One, Yan Xiao Nan, we want to talk about some feisty underdog action. Uh, she's currently plus 230. I think that there's some meat on that bone, uh, against Marina Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Uh, so if she wins this fight, maybe she has to take another one. Maybe AK is right, and the China pull is just too much, and the UFC slingshots are in. I don't love her chances there, but miracles happen every day. Jul- Julia Pena is currently our UFC Women's <laughs> Bantamweight champion. So, and who could have predicted that?
3: Could happen. <laughs>
6: anything could happen. Uh, Piotr Jan is certainly the favorite to reclaim the Bantamweight title, especially if you talk to my compatriots here. They're all big Piotr Jan fans, so that's it. And if Yuri Proheshka can take the belt off Glover Teixeira, which certainly could happen, I, I, I know that Mike obviously is against it, but if he does, I wouldn't be at all surprised to see Yanni Blacco get a crack. Um, and when you got two big boys just breaking brick, and that legendary, now trademarked legendary Polish power is in play. We could have the triple Jan, the triple crown of Jan's by the end of the year, and nothing <laughs> would make me happier.
5: I if, if Dana White, if that's how he justified giving, uh, if Yan Shan, uh, excuse me, Yan uh, Shanan wins on Saturday, and and if that's how he justified giving her the tele shot over Sparza, then I would be all for it. If, if he was at a press conference, it was literally like, listen, listen. You have the opportunity to book Yan Yan Yan. What do you think? I'm like, what? What are you, an idiot? You're not going to do it. That's what you guys. That's what you guys are in the media, and, I, and I'm here, and I'm and I'm the president of the UFC. UFC
6: 280. UFC 280. Triple hashtag, Yan action. Let's
5: go. Hashtag, #Hashtag Yan Yan Yan. Yan 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 baby. Yan Yan Yan. There
3: we go. Hey,
1: now okay. we, There really hey, is a path
3: for Yan shannon now. you're I want to hear more of your Dana impression. That was that was so bad. Hey, where are you an idiot?
5: Far, I don't know. I, like who like, who is, I don't even know who I'm <laughs> doing. I don't even know who I'm doing. You're doing Robbie Hey, I got no respect on the president of the UFC. Hey. Hey, yeah, yeah you can't you can't Rodney judge a fight until no it happens. Hey.
3: No respect. No respect. Yeah. You know I you know I don't book fights right after the fight. Hey, you know that's that. A, John Morgan, what do you got a question? John list.
5: Morgan. <laughs> he says no respect all the time. That's his line. That's that's the joke. That's the Dana White line.
2: AK's Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> and Casey has somehow turned into Arthur Fonzarelli from, yeah. from Happy
3: Date. Hey, hey, <laughs> All uh, right. Um, what else we got? Here we go. Yan, yeah. Yan, Yan
2: could have it on Fight Island. That October card, <laughs> and maybe they're not all champions, but we could absolutely see a card where Pyotr Jan fights, Jan Bohovic fights, and Yan, Janan all fight on the same card, and I think that would count, right? Uh, Dollar Bill. Bill.
3: Yeah.
6: Let Any me future champs?
3: Say, oh, okay. It.
6: We can move on. I was just going to say <laughs> that it, the Triple Yawn should have already happened, but it would have absolutely for certain have occurred if um dude, UFC matchmaker, what the hell is his name? Um Shelby? Jo- no, Joe Silva was still in. Oh, Cuz he Shelby. did dumb stuff yeah. like that all the time. He loved doing weird gimmicks that only he got the joke on. It would have definitely already happened if Silva yeah. was still playing.
3: Agreed. <laughs>
2: Uh, uh, any, any future, what was the, what was the question? Future champs, any future champs fighting on the card? Dollar bill likes Umar and Amarga Madoff. Any future champs fighting on the card, AK someone who will wear UFC gold in your opinion?
5: I mean, Marina is a pretty good choice. I will say, I know a lot of people like her chances if she fights, uh, Namajunas someday. Um, so that's the obvious choice. I know, uh, Dollar Bill is suggesting Umar. It's a little too early to tell. Definitely too early to tell. A win over Kelleher will tell us a lot. Um, but uh, I think it's definitely early. So yeah, I, I'm willing to say Rodriguez. I, th- I think when that fight comes around, you will see a lot of people um, lean towards Marina, and if only because for some reason I think Rose is always going to be viewed as sort of this hittable, um, vulnerable champ, um, which is fine. She has been in some in some tough fights, but uh, that's about the only one. I don't know. I don't know if I'm willing to go out on the limb and throw like a Ulan Bekov, Dustin Jacoby. I would. I, Dustin Jacoby would just be hilarious. And I guess the other one, uh, sneaky <laughs> pick. Would be uh, would be like um, a Kevin Holland, you know, if he's just a new man at 170. But uh, Bryce Mitchell, Bryce Mitchell another option. But that, that's just throwing all the options out there for me. I'm I'm sticking with a safe choice. I'd say uh, Marina. I think there's a big chance for Marina to become champion someday.
6: I mean, you're just yeah. gonna not even mention Jalen Turner, eh? I mean, one. Uh, not yet. I lightweight's a grinder, but this dude's seven feet tall, lightweight, and showed a lot of really good skills. I wouldn't bet on him to be a champion, but I think he's got he's got a look at it. Um, you know, it's fun action. Outside. I think he's
5: gonna he'll be at the UFC for a long time. I think fun action he will, fighter, he bonus he bonus shock bonus collector,
6: his way. Um, just because of what he's shown, and our case will hate me, I don't care. And um, it's probably <laughs> not true. It's not impossible for Greg Hardy to win a heavyweight title it's just not cuz he's he's going it to is. get favorably booked by the ufc heavyweight is a super bad division tito Tuivasa is is the number 3 or 4 heavyweight in the world anarchy reigns in that division it would not be entirely unfounded for greg the hardy the gap to find between him
5: hardy and Tuivasa is like as big as the gap between like francis ngannou and sergei spivak no i no that's is it? greg hardy is bad yes yes it is, is it? To, answer your, to answer your question yes it is <laughs> greg hardy's bad uh-huh. He's real bad. What is, bad. Um, what is he's Greg? He's not a-
6: good, but no one at heavyweight is good except Tito. is good. And gone and Steve me I'm, t- I'm tired of this Tito disrespect.
5: Tito is good. Why? Why is he not good? What, 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 like I don't, I don't understand. how, how can we <laughs> put him and Greg Hardy in the same anything can happen bowl? is so much better than him. Well, right? I'm,
6: I'm, I'm not j- saying I'm saying ty could be champion. It would be insane, but he could be because anything can happen in heavyweight. You need four good fights and a powerful right hand.
5: He's not going to get those.
3: He sucks. I don't think Greg Hardy can get four <laughs> good fights. Get, if, no, I think Greg man, Hardy can get two good great. good victories. That but, but I do agree with you, Jed, because of the favorable matchmaking. Great. No, I just, said I, I just said I agree with you, man. Oh, okay, you're not really going Casey? Yeah, I just said because he, he could get like that just such a favorable like short notice fight against a number three guy, like a Volkov or something, and then yeah. we'll give him a title shot. And then, yeah, just he Volkov, he got it, and it he wasn't won. close, he didn't look
5: anything
6: well like because it was, the t- it was a
3: time zone issue, so he got he needs to do sure. it again, yeah. Sure. Oh my god, look, I get out of
6: here. <laughs> I understand that nobody likes Greg Hardy, and I'm not here to say that anyone should like Greg Hardy, I'm just saying that. People with less natural ability and athleticism have made incredibly productive careers in this sport, and he is going to get a favorable booking and get to fight as long as he okay. wants. And there's then a the, world where it happens. I wouldn't the bet answer, on it. Hold on, hold on. But the answer to this question
5: is: the answer to this question is literally anyone at heavyweight can be champion.
6: Oh, yeah. I mean,
5: okay. any. So Spivak can, okay, right. then it, then yeah. can be champion. Spivak can be champion. So mention Spivak. Okay, then that's fine. I'm
6: just saying anyone can be
2: <laughs> Okay, way. then that's fine. I mean, if we're using <laughs> that criteria, yeah. That's right. Listen, this the, the reason that fight is is opening up the main card is because it's not getting out of the first round. Either Greg Hardy is it's going to absolutely it destroy.
3: Decision.
5: I know, you've jinxed it, Mike. No. You jinxed it so bad now. Not that I believe in that sort of thing. no. i'm with my i'm not
2: i am i'm also picking first i am picking first no finish. greg hardy is either going to knock sergey spivak into the third row or sergey spivak is going to take him down one time and punch his face in until the fight is over like that is it that's literally how this fight plays out if sergey gets one takedown the fight is over and if he can't Greg Hardy's going to knock him out. That's that's the fight. That's how it's going to work. It's probably going to last 90 seconds, and it ain't going to be pretty, but that's how it goes. If Sergey gets a takedown, he wins. If he doesn't, he will
3: lose, and that's it. How did, did Greg Hardy go 25 minutes of Volkov or three rounds? I three believe rounds. he went
6: 25, or was yeah, it only but it was
3: three? A good, oh, but it must that wasn't like a main three. event.
2: That wasn't wasn't it? Yeah, it?
6: I was fairly certain that was.
2: No, it wasn't a main no. event.
6: Oh, it wasn't. You're right. It was the, okay. the co-main of that card. Good yeah. good call. Because that was also the Zabi Calvin Cater, which oh, wasn't even okay. five oh, rounds. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh no, no, right. there was
3: there was no five round fight by that. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, no,
6: that was also a three rounder. All
3: right. All right, I'll take two uh, more. I
2: don't care. Good point. We, we got uh we, we got the Maria Agapova Marina Moroz handshake, uh-huh. but it was it was very reluctant. It was a very re- reluctant yeah. handshake. I, my, uh, my man, my man from Markham, Nivathan Koganantam, another friendly Canadian having
3: asked this question. Uh, no, I, I, I mean, I'll oh, go ahead, Casey, you first. I feel the beef was before this actual real war started. And of both fighters really representing their countries, I feel like uh, they were like, OK, we're going to fight tomorrow. But let's cut it out with the whatever the 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 the, the bitter rivalness. That's all I thought happened. Bigger
6: things are afoot.
3: Yeah, that's all. Yeah, yep. Agreed. I'm glad they shook hands. I
2: was I yeah. was a little shocked by it. That was a great that was a great face off. That was probably the second best face off of all. Yeah. Uh, I, well I done. was a little I was a little sad because I was the one I was I've been pushing
5: that God, like, oh, this is such an insane deep feud for the longest time and they're gonna they're gonna kill each other after the fight and but uh, no obviously it is a good thing given given what's going on in the world and in Marina Rose's uh, home country I mean uh, yeah I don't see how they could I think it puts a lot of things in perspective. Um, I, I think it's hard, a little hard to walk back some of the ish that she said about, um, uh, you know, uh, about Agapova. But um, t- you know, time heals all wounds. And of course, again, stuff like this really makes you think about what's important. And uh, yeah, I, I, I think them being respectful was a good thing. Just the uh, the degenerate fan in me wanted to see wanted to <laughs> see that feud carry over for the weekend. But
2: uh, such is life. Right, a Couple more. Do a poll. Do you want Colby and Jorge <laughs> to be friends again? <laughs> I
6: don't I care. I do not care. <laughs> <if anybody's>
5: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <imagine>. I am
2: <laughs> sorry. I
6: just, yeah. I, I just don't care if people hate each other or friends. It doesn't. Just as long as you aren't outlandishly disrespectful, I, I could not care.
3: Colby oh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, has been of, borderline what, what, Otherwise, yeah. it's fine. Okay. Well, I, I brought that up because I want to bring this question up now.
2: Uh, David Davidson, can we get AK and Jed to squash their beef while we have them here? I, I think no, Jed has our... beef with pretty much everybody at no, MMA fighting, our... and I don't <laughs> think we
5: know one. They all come time. from <laughs> me. <laughs> our uh, the tension is what creates the magic. I mean, him and I collaborate weekly on this. Richard makes fire, uh, baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You can't have everyone... I mean, there's different kinds of chemistry. Of course, my best friend Mike and I, you know, have the, the hottest MMA podcast in the world with uh, On To The Next One, but that's a different kind of chemistry, right? It's a different kind of chemistry. Uh, Jed brings... Like that, Jed brings that spark. He brings a fire. It's a fire that you wish, you know, you could... That sometimes it gets out of control, uh, that you wish, frankly, sometimes you could just extinguish. Uh, but that is not an option. Uh, he is he is full-time Jed now, as we know. You've been get, you guys have been getting... You guys are so spoiled. You're getting FDJ. more... Do in your life than you have ever gotten plus a little drake rig sprinkled in in the morning so <laughs> yeah. uh what a lovely <laughs> what a lovely concoction uh we have now at mma fighting and it,
3: and it just keeps getting better and better so no there's no there's no beef with us all right and this was uh just because this question was a, this is for me super deep cut question from sugar pooper <laughs> is casey the cameraman that got super close to rogan's face yes i am and um it wasn't my fault it was a very dark room but rogan was kind of rude just so this was for ufc fox one and me and ariel wrestle yeah me and ariel did an interview of rogan after the fight and it was in a dark hallway and we needed a camera light we needed a light on it and since rogan's eyes weren't adjusted to the light when i turned the light toward him he was like get that camera away from me and that's all it was so
0: oops so
5: you've been trying to cancel Joe Rogan yeah, for like a yeah, long time. trying, I'm trying. I'm trying yeah, this yeah. was a long game. This, this a is the long, long game. game. It's a long game. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. That's, that's impressive. That beef, right. there is a beef that
2: needs to be squashed. <laughs> yes, I am a little uh, upset at AK because he mentioned the hottest podcast on planet Earth onto the next one, but he didn't mention that we're going live on Sunday to do a little ah, promotion yes. for said podcast, 11 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Eastern after oh. UFC 272 to do some some matchmaking but it's okay it's all right we uh we compliment each other in other ways and it's it's all good so are we done we're done right
3: well yeah one more one more just i, I throw some just some positivity i just there. saw that yeah
2: i do have a law
3: degree i think there. i think
6: there. i think there's
5: i think there's separate statements i think it's I, this is i think it's jed Machu is my favorite mma fighting reporter period he has a law degree Like he he also has a law degree, you know, so (laughs) it's not one is defining the other. It's two, two great things. I feel like, I I feel like,
2: I feel like this is a compliment sandwich that is missing the, the the slight insult. (laughs) Like we're we're missing something in the middle there.
6: We're doing great with compliments. Um, You know what else I have other than a law show? I have, I don't have the hottest uh, podcast in the game. Like, like these two gentlemen do, but me and my not best friend, Mike, have the hottest twitter spaces in the game that's coming up Ooh. tomorrow the prelim pregame. uh everybody tune in twitter spaces when are we going to go probably for the uh, uh last the two rodriguez, fights uh, rodriguez uh yanja non-fight we're going to be on twitter spaces having fun with it getting ready for the main card so uh everybody tune in and ak that's that's how you drop promo that's how you get people uh, i don't know, get the people going I don't have anything to plug. Uh, read, my predict- <laughs> read my predictions when they pop up
5: in the morning. Uh, the, usually, the, the, worst, the worst predictions in all of MMA. Uh, the, they'll be live Saturday morning, so check those out. And uh, I always say, you're don't winning. get on MMA. You're winning our uh,
6: picking contest. This the year. only
5: reason the only reason I win our picking contest is because I'm the only one who remembers to do it every week.
6: No, but this year you're <laughs> I'm just like winning. I think I'm just, just, winning, just by vol- winning by volume. <laughs> I think no, and This you're year by, everybody's in. You're just winning though. Like we've you know all, what, though? I, we've all been good. The other thing is,
5: I think I'm winning by overall, but I never seem to win like the individual weeks. I think like I'm coming like I think I'm consistently coming in second or third every yeah. week, but I never win, I never actually win the weeks. And that's frustrating
6: yeah. for you me. You haven't won <laughs> many of the weeks because I did <laughs> very look at it earlier today, but yeah. you are winning the overall picks, like me, Mike, Slow Sean, and, and somebody else are all tied. <laughs> like right, Burks, see Burks, Connor Burks.
2: I had a horrible UFC 270, like a really bad one.
6: And you had a really I'm, bad I'm 270.
2: Like I'm coming back, though. My my last few weeks have been outstanding. Outstanding. My 271 <laughs> was tremendous. I lost to Conor by, by a I don't know. I don't even know what happened. Right. I got robbed somewhere along the way. But that's it. Right. We're out of here. Uh, 62%, Genita no eye. buy.
5: 62%, no buy. Will not be spending money to legally watch UFC
2: 272. Yes. As Ron Burgundy would say... I don't believe you, but we'll see. <laughs> 5.15 tomorrow, Eastern Standard Time, People's Pre-Fight Show. I believe the three of us are all going to be on for that. I could be wrong. I don't know. But Jed and I will be on Twitter Spaces at 9 p.m. Eastern. And here's what I'll say about Twitter Spaces. We're about to ramp Twitter Spaces up in a big way. So stay tuned. Announcement forthcoming sooner rather than later. It's big uh, time Get ready stuff. for that. Killing it we're gonna do some join the community uh, it's a fun time yes get some sleep tomorrow or tonight because tomorrow's gonna be a very long day and a very long night so get ready for AK for Jed I am Mike Hack big shout out to Casey on the ones and twos we'll see you tomorrow everybody
4: you're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network
0: and visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.
1: More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot.